episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's newer and it's the beginning of the week, but I'm by myself. Um, the episode with my brother will come out later this week. I actually haven't even recorded it yet. Here's the thing, guys. Bravo, I don't know what they're thinking. They dropped Atlanta, the new New York, and Crappy Lake on Sunday. So that's a lot of content to cover, okay? <laughs> and I do this for free. So, um, we're shifting things up a little bit. I'm going to do a recap today of the Rehearsals of Atlanta and uh, Crappy Leak by myself. And I will be um, talking about the new New York. You know, we got to stop calling it that. I will be talking about Real Houses of New York season, what, 57? <laughs> I don't know. And with Arthi tomorrow. So we'll get a recap of that. And then I'll do a pop culture roundup with my brother later on in the week. And then maybe I'll do an OC recap at the end of the week on Friday, like a little mini, because I do, I'm loving the shit out of OC. Um, if you want to hear my thoughts on um, OC last week, I was under the weather and I'm still not quite perfect, but who is, honestly? <laughs> um. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, right. If uh, if you <laughs> if you want to hear the recap of uh, my thoughts on uh, OC last week, as well as Atlanta last week, please, please do head over to Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker. I talked to her about it. That was an episode that came out on Sunday. And um, it came out before the um, new season of Real Houses of New York premiered. But we did talk quite a bit about um, the ladies and the premiere party and all that stuff. We also talked about the fight in um, Potomac that was uh, that happened this weekend and um, all my thoughts on that. So head over there. Uh, that's Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker to check all that out. Okay, let's get into Atlanta. I know everybody keeps saying that they're not enjoying Atlanta, but like, yes, there's some glaring issues. Nobody wants to be there. Everybody feels like they're at a job that they hate. But sometimes the jokes are just write themselves, okay? Ralph is hosting a brunch, okay? It's Thanksgiving weekend, and Ralph is host hosting a brunch with a side of misogyny. I mean, I don't even know if it's a side of misogyny. It feels like misogyny is what is on the menu. He's all like, ladies be fighting, you know? So like all the men are going to come together and they're going to like make a meal and and then the ladies can just eat and we're going to you know we get along what shut up ralph ralph is such a joke orga like it's really embarrassing to say but like he is so new jersey that it's a little too close to home i think is what, what the issue is anyway Ralph says that he's cooking, but I'm fairly certain that this egghead is not doing anything. Doesn't he have like the eggheadest looking egghead ever? This egghead looking fuck isn't doing that jack shit. There's a whole catering team. There's a chef. The men are just like coming. All the men are there. It's like Candy, Sonia, Sheree, Courtney, Manetta, Kenya. All their various men come and they're all going to be in the kitchen cooking, but I don't believe that they are. At most, they are just filling up beverages and handing them out. Like at one point, I think Todd was like sprinkling powdered sugar on beignets. And it's like, is it beignets or beignets? Donuts. <laughs> and he's doing powdered sugar and donuts. And like, that's not cooking. Okay. He's literally not doing anything. They just cut to every few seconds. You just hear Ralph say, yeah, cuz let's do this. Cuz shut up, Ralph. I 
hate Ralph. I hate Ralph so much. Anyway, like I said, all the ladies are invited. Sheree shades Kenya because Kenya does not come with a man. But like, where is Sheree's man? Where is, what's his name? Montel? No, that's not his name. It's not Montel, is it? Guys, I need to look this up. <laughs> what's his name? Sheree Whitfield Boyfriend. Martel. That's <laughs> like, it's not Montel. Yeah, Martel. So Martel is not there. So why, Sheree, are you... Sheree is so unoriginal sometimes. Like, Sheree makes jokes. I mean, here's the thing. She's a classic. She's, uh, she's a delusional dodo bird. But Sheree does that thing where, like, she makes a dig on a person about a thing that is actually very true about her that she's been made fun of. Like, her talking about Kenya don't got a man. But, like, you don't have a man either. Where is he? Anyway... Marlo, speaking of men, Marlo shows up with her new boyfriend. Um, she probably got this man also from I don't know what agency, but I have a feeling that he'll also be available for borrowing or purchase on the archive because he and Marlo don't I don't know. I don't know, guys. I, I just I the whole situation is so sus. I don't believe a single thing that comes out of Marlo's mouth. Scott Lee is allegedly 38. That man is 38. I'm sorry. Famously, black men, black people look so young and so gorgeous until they're a bajillion years old, okay? Gorgeous skin, gorgeous genetics, never look old. Scott Lee is 38. I don't believe it. Scott Lee looks older than Todd, and Todd looks like a child. I get it. But Scott Lee looks older than all of the men there. I'm pretty sure he's younger than everybody there. He's 38. I don't believe it. I do not believe it. Candy says she knows Scott Lee from before, um, and she's surprised that Marlo's with him because Marlo has whore behavior. These are Candy's words, not mine. Marlo has whore behavior. <laughs> And she's surprised that she would be with a man like Scott Lee because Scott Lee is uh, just a chef. He's not a – I don't think he's a restaurant owner. I think he's just the head chef, which is, by the way, not a small thing. Hello, I binged all of The Bear and I watched Top Chef, so I know a thing. <laughs> but he's not a restaurateur that, like, Marlo is – would be drawn to him. I don't know. Anyway – um, the ladies are discussing Todd and Candy's lesbian thriller movie and Kenya jokes about being cast. We find out that Drew actually has been cast and Candy says she's good at playing young and naive. She's good at pretending that she's young, dumb and naive. Okay. Um, I argue that I think Drew might just be dumb and naive. I don't think that she's pretending. Um, Kenya's boyfriend, Return on Investment, calls and Marlo says, oh, is that Return on Investment from Kale Me Crazy? <laughs> I know him. We went on a date. And then she begins to pull up his phone number. And then she says that they started talking when he slid into her DMs. They all sort of laugh and their shadiness and whatever. But like, they're like, oh, yeah, Kenya gets Marlo sloppy seconds. Again, I don't believe that like much happened there. I mean, I don't know. I don't I just don't believe that anything really happened there. We get an unnecessary husband scene. No thanks. Okay, this is not New Jersey. We don't the only time I cared about the men's scenes when we, were when we had um Nini's husband. 
Greg when Greg was around because Greg was wonderful to watch on television. He was goofy and hilarious and also sometimes terrible, but generally he was fun. Um, this group of guys, I don't give a fuck. Okay. Who's the anchor in this group? Todd? <laughs> no, thanks. Not interested. Anyway, uh, Sheree asks Drew at the table while the chef is standing right behind her, if she's going to pay this man. <laughs> Sheree. What? Okay, how are you guys watching this and not cracking up? That's hilarious. The man is standing right behind her. She's like, and then she's like kind of doing that thing where she's like loudly whispering. She's like, hey, are you going to pay this guy? This guy right behind me? Because I hear that you don't pay people. It's a crazy statement for Sheree to be making, considering that Sheree's thing is that she doesn't pay. Again, she's making fun of Kenya because she shows up without a man while Sheree also shows up without a man. And she's making fun of Drew or trying to be shady with Drew about not paying her vendors when Sheree also famously does not pay her vendors. But she says that there is some sort of information on the internet. There's stuff going around and there's a lawsuit that Drew did not pay the chef. Now, I'm not sure. Is this chef, chef chastity? Not chastity. Chastity? But then it's a, a $1,000 lawsuit? 1G? Excuse me? Now, listen. Do I think that Drew might not have paid that person $1,000? Um, yeah, because remember a couple of seasons ago, I think it was Drew's first season, they did like a um a secret santa thing and the and i think the uh the budget was a thousand dollars and that's when drew came with that corny ass tape the cassette tape in the boom box <laughs> so it is possible that drew did not pay this woman i mean i believe that but i don't know sure just trying to be shady but like it's one of these situations where it's like everybody's wrong but everybody's right you know what i mean um, Sheree says that, you know, she's, she's talking about her little healing journey trip to Portugal. Um, she says that a, she had a lunch with Kim and Lisa and Deshaun and that's what inspired it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> she's like, we've squashed that beef. So now we can go and have a healing journey in Portugal. What are you talking about? You just walked into this woman's home and said, asked her if she's going to pay the vendor that's standing right behind you that just cooked you this meal. Sheree, <laughs> stop it. Stop. See, okay, here's the thing about Sheree. She's, she's doing a thing that like the grand dame does, right? Karen does, which is like pretends like she's like above a thing, but then fully dives in head first into the thing. Like, you know, Karen likes to act like she's above it and she's not shady and all this stuff. But then she also like talked about Giselle's vagina, you know, um, Sheree, uh, uh, looking at my notes, I got lost. I, oh, right. Here's what happens. Candy. Candy's like, I gotta go. I'm done here. <laughs> the way that she looks at Todd being like, let's go. You could tell by Candy's face that she has been texting this man for like, 25 minutes like we have to go let's go we said we we're gonna leave at this time you still have not left and then I also wonder to myself is this when Candy's tummy trouble started 
Is that why she was like, Todd, we need to get the fuck out of here? I don't know. But I could tell that look on Candy's face. I know that look. That's a look of a woman who has had it. She leaves and um, Kenya tells Courtney, (laughs) don't say, Candy eats and leaves and Kenya tells Courtney to not touch her. (laughs) That's exactly what happens, guys. That's exactly what happens. (laughs) And it's great. I loved it. Um, the ladies, uh, yeah, they're going to Portugal. Candy's got food poisoning. So this is where I I feel like maybe some of Candy's tummy trouble started. She looks miserable. Okay. Les Mis starring Candy Burris Tucker. Give her uh, an EGOT right now. Okay. She looks bad. She looks rough. In an after show clip, Kenya said that Candy, this is guys. All right. Trigger warning. We're going into poop talk. Kenya said in an after show clip that Candy's bowels were so out of control that she had to be wheeled places because simply standing up would release her insides. Now, that sounds horrible. But my question is, hey, production, hey, production, uh, why are you making this woman do this? Why don't you just tell her, hey, Candy, let's not have you go on this flight right now. Why don't you take some Imodium and feel better and take the next flight out? Because that's crazy. What? Are the, and then the producers are talking shit. They say the description of Candy's GI situation is insane. That's rude as hell. That's so rude. And then Marlo is literally acting like her shit doesn't stick. Ma'am. I know that you have fucked enough old dudes to be around some uncontrolled bowels, okay? This is not your first rodeo with incontinence, Marlo. We all saw that motorized chair that goes up and down your stairs. Shout out to you for being a handicap-compliant home, but let's be real here, Marlo. You know a little something-something about incontinence and how that works, ma'am. Get out of here. Um, they're going to Algarve from Lisbon. Is it Algarve? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just wrote it down, but I don't, I didn't write it phonetically. Um, looks beautiful from Lisbon. And Sheree says on the, on the bus that she wants positive vibes. Marlo's like, they get to the hotel and Marlo's just sucking her ass. She's like up, fully up Sheree's ass. It's so corny. It's so phony. Um, if you want to know about Marlo Hampton, just watch the South Africa episodes, guys. Marlo's a bad person, okay? Um, everyone's calling their significant others, and this is when we find out that Ralph is in Vegas for a work trip. But the work trip is that Ralph is auditioning for Chocolate City and all, I think it's an all African-American black men's nude review. Is that what you call it, a review? It's like Chippendales. It's Magic Mike with black men and they put their dicks on the table and he's auditioning for in Vegas. Drew, what is going on? What? Even the way, even the way she's talking about it, she's like, yeah, my, my music video director rage or producer. I don't know what he was. Rage knew a person who had a thing in Vegas. So Ralph is going to go audition for Chocolate City in Vegas. Now, okay, here's my question. If Ralph, 
I'm sorry, I choked on it because the thought of it is horrific. If Ralph gets this spot in for chocolate, dancing for Chocolate City, swinging dick for Chocolate City, which by the way, if that is your profession, shout out to you. I wish I had that kind of uh, charisma and body confidence, um, but I don't and I wish I did. But if he gets this spot in Vegas, what what was going to happen next? Or is it one of these things where like maybe they do shows in Atlanta and Ralph was going to do a show in Atlanta? Regardless, I think Marlo says, Todd, no, who's it? Yeah, Marlo says Heath has a better chance of getting the spot for Chocolate City in Vegas than Ralph does. Heath, I'd like to remind you, is a white man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Continuing on with Drew's delusion, the ladies head to their rooms and Moneta gives Drew a free geography lesson. <laughs> Drew doesn't know. <laughs> Drew doesn't know <laughs> what's south of Portugal, you guys. <laughs> okay, they all flew first class. Okay, when you're flying into anywhere, anywhere, you all we all look at the map, the interactive map on our little screens, right? You're like, I I check it every 45 minutes. I'm like, seriously, only 45 fucking minutes passed since the last time I checked the screen and we're still above the Atlantic, right? We all check that map if you've been on a plane. Drew probably looked at that map. So Drew knew where Portugal was. And she said, what's on the other side of this water? Spain? <laughs> Moneta has a look on her face like I may have hitched my wagon to the wrong horse because this horse is a fucking moron. And she's talking about how she has an orphanage in Africa. And Drew says, you have a whole village. In <laughs> Sorry, it's so funny. Drew says, you have a whole village in Africa? And my nana's like, no. <laughs> she has a look on her face like, she's got a look on her face like, no, that's, that's not it. Like, what? Oh, shit, shit. I almost knocked my mic over from laughing. Manana fully is wondering what's happening in Drew's brain because then Drew says, I've never been to Africa, only South Africa. Babe, what? What? <laughs> Drew, listen, I'm concerned about the Chicago public school system. Okay, what is going on here? Okay, what is going on? Drew says later on that she's bothered by she's bothered by how Sheree brought up the whole lawsuits thing and not paying her vendors and all that, whatever. We also see Sheree again up Sheree, uh, sorry, Marlo up Sheree's ass. And then Sonia is now up Marlo's ass. It's so weird and corny, you guys. Like, I get it that Sonia didn't want to pile on and she feels for Marlo and all that, but sorry, excuse me. <coughs> I'm still sick. Okay. But her comparing the whole like Martel DMs thing with Marlo going on one date with return on investment, like there's a big difference here. Okay. First of all, Martel, the Martel thing happened because Martel is a known public philanderer. 
He is on another reality television program where he is famously a philanderer. Okay. Then the other issue was that when Kenya brought it up to Sheree, she was like, listen, I'm just worried. I don't, I hear that he's seeing other people, whatever. And also he slid into my DMs. Martel screamed in Kenya's face. Like there's a big difference here. And Kenya knew, well, she says, I don't know if I believe her, but she says that she knew that Marlo and Roy, I keep calling him return on investment because who the fuck spells Roy R-O-Y? Who? Kenya knows that Marlo and return on investment went on a date. So I don't think that this is the exact same situation, Sonia. But what's really annoying me is that Sonia used Kenya for her charity auction. She used Kenya last year for her photo shoot for the Mommy Nation stuff. And now she is like lolling with Marlo about this shit. Get the fuck out of here, Sonia. I feel like Sonia also is maybe wanting to hitch her shit onto Marlo because she thinks like the people like Marlo and people wanted Marlo to keep her peach. So as long as she's holding on to Marlo, then she gets to hold on to a peach. I don't know, but it's giving big time corny user. I can't believe I said it's giving in a full sentence right now. I don't like that. It's not natural for me. It's reminding me that Sonia is a big time corny loser and a user. Okay. They head to dinner and Cherie says that they're going to a restaurant and apparently it has authentic Portuguese food. A no shit. You're in Portugal. What? What? They're at the table and they're talking about blinking and winking. And I thought it was dumb, but then you know it. I'm sorry. You would be lying if if you said that you did not. And when when Kenya says, Can you blink with both wink with each one of your eyes? You did not sit there and do the same thing. Me? I'm a multi-talented podcaster. I can wink with both eyes. <laughs> and I can blink. And I can cock one eyebrow, but I can't do the other one. So we're, we're a work in progress. Nobody can be perfect. But anyway, um, it's whatever. The conversation is whatever. Um, and then Courtney tries it. She tries to have a moment with Kenya. And it goes nowhere. She really tried. She was like, Kenya, I don't know what the issue is. I thought that you and I were good. We didn't have an issue. And I think that because Drew, who is, you know, Courtney's cousin, is um, not taking Courtney's side, Courtney knew that she shouldn't keep trying Kenya in this situation. And then Drew confronts Sheree about the lawsuit stuff, and it escalates to a beef that's already been resolved. And we get into this confiscation conversation. <laughs> what a, what a, what, you know what, Drew? You're great. Drew says, we already had the confiscation conversation. And so Sheree's thing is, you, you talked about me, uh, taking, you talked shit about my business, about She by Sheree, and how, uh, you went on a radio show and you talked about how all of the merch was confiscated from you at the reunion. And so she was just digging back at Drew by bringing up the stuff that she saw on the internet about the lawsuit, which again, Drew says that you're a tit for tat girl. You're titter, you're titting and we're, we're titting and tatting. Okay. That's what we're doing here. And Sheree's like, no, I just want you to know that my feelings are hurt too. But this is also classic charade. This is also like, this is what dodo birds do. This is like something Alexia would do. This is something Teresa would do. This is the shit that charade does, which I always say charade is really give, like 
I was going to say giving me again. Sheree is reminding me more and more of Alexia and Teresa and that level of stupidity, that level of delusion, right? Like you already resolved this issue, this issue, and now you're bringing it back up. And Drew's absolutely right. You can't sit around and talk about how you're on a healing journey on a trip when you're not even moving forward. And then Drew walks out and she's upset and all that stuff. And she's in tears. And she says in the confessional that it's really not about the lawsuit. It's about Ralph not being home. Okay. Um, I understand that. But I also was wondering, like, maybe the whole lawsuit thing was something that Ralph was controlling because Ralph didn't want to pay this person. Because apparently Drew says, this I already paid her, but she's coming back and asking for more. And maybe Ralph has more control over that situation and he's not letting her pay. I don't know. Um, quick note about this merch stuff. If she by sure, okay, if, if Sheree is saying that the stuff was not actually taken, right? If, 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 all right, the, everybody's saying that the she by Sheree stuff, the merch was taken back at the reunion after filming ended. And Sheree's saying, no, it was never taken back. And then Marlo's sitting around saying she has like multiple pieces of She by Sheree merch. Are we sure that the confiscation didn't just happen for Marlo, for Marlo's team? Because I would not be surprised if Marlo just took it. She's like, oh, no, Sheree's people are asking for it back. And then she just like put it in a purse and left. That seems like a Marlo thing to do. Oh, another thing about Ralph that I forgot to mention is that apparently Ralph Pittman is he has he has some audacity, okay? Ralph Pittman Jr. posted a picture of himself on Instagram like 2 days ago, I guess, like whenever this episode aired, and it's when he was like wearing those aprons. It's it's with him presumably no clothes on uh, naked. And he's standing in front of a stove and he's wearing an apron. And it's the aprons that he had on or he was giving the husbands at um, this little brunch or whatever. And the uh, apron says, call me daddy in the kitchen. Okay. And the caption says, I'm excited to introduce our new apron line. Call me daddy in the kitchen. What's an apron line? It is the ultimate apron design to level up your cooking game and bring a touch of swag to your culinary adventures. What? Whether you're looking to embrace your inner chef or encourage your significant other to step it up in the and dominate in the kitchen, this apron will give you the respect, encouragement, and appreciation you deserve. Get yours today. No, 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 none of the, none of those things. That's not what that apron, that apron does not do any of those things. Also, what's an apron line? An apron line? Like, are you trying to be like Craig? And pillows, what's so wrong with sewing pillows? What's so wrong with having an apron? I'll tell you what's wrong. Ralph, Drew said you don't even know what a spatula is. Okay? What is this? What is this, honey, in the words of NeNe Leaks? Okay? It's just so funny. Whether you're looking to embrace your inner chef or encourage your significant other to step it up and dominate in the kitchen... Would that encourage anybody? Call me daddy in the kitchen. It's so bad, guys. It's an, an apron line. It is not a, what is it? Um, What is it? WordPress? It's a WordPress um, Etsy shop? Sure. 
But this man hashtag LinkedIn bio, this dumbass apron. Get out of here, Ralph. Get away from me with this, Apollo. Get away from me with this, Ralph. Um, All right, let's take a quick breather so that I can get some water and you guys can listen to an ad. Um, And then I'll be back to talk about the cute little, sweet little episode of um, Crappy Lake, um, episode three. Okay, we're back. Um, This is Crappy Lake, episode three. It's called Gone Mudden. I just want to start at the top of this recap to say that I really appreciate everybody who reached out to me after I did my Crappy Lake recap with my brother and vindicated that it it crappy fish is the fish. It's craw pie, I guess, or crappie. And that is the fish in the lake. So it's crappy fish, not carp or catfish. <laughs> or maybe they were getting catfish. I don't know. But it's crappy fish. And I appreciate that. Also, the people that reached out and said, like, Benton is actually great. And I've, like, summered there and I've camped there. I appreciate you. I literally don't know anything about Middle America. I really don't. And I'm happy to hear that Benton is more than whatever it is that they're showing on this show. Um, but I hope that you're enjoying it. And if you feel like the show is um, making fun of Benton, let me know. Because I'm actually having a great time. I think the best people on this show are the people of Benton, TBH. So um, I feel like without them, there's not really much of a show but everybody is coming to play on this on this television program, and I really enjoy it. Um, so this episode, it's the morning after Sonia's romp with Billy Richard, who apparently railed her all night long. He just kept going, and he left coins. He left coins on the floor of her motel room. I mean, what a classy guy. Um, Luann says she let Sonia have him. I don't know about that. <laughs> about that Luann you were very busy with I believe his name was Kevin with the goatee and then no no underwear that man that felt like that was the guy that you were really vibing with um the ladies are looking to plan a chic outdoor happy hour situation Lou says she wants it to look like San Tropez but they call it crappy hour <laughs> amazing um, Craig Miles, a man, is it Craig or Greg? I think it was Craig. Craig Miles, a man, uh, who will help them. I think he works with the public works department. He's going to be helping them plan the park that they're building. And he calls them and we learn that Sonia and Luann are an absolute nightmare on speakerphone. An absolute nightmare. They sound like my parents when they would call people from Pakistan on Skype. Okay. When, when internet calling started. Right. I'm going to take you back to like the late 90s, early 2000s. You lived in America. You dro- you called somebody overseas. You would use a calling card. Calling cards were expensive. But then they started making uh, it possible for you to call people using the internet. So you'd call people on Skype. But our family would scream and everybody would be huddled around like one computer and you could never like one person would be talking and then there was a delay. So the other person would be talking and you would never get past the assalamualaikums. Assalamualaikum, guess you. Assalamualaikum, guess you. You would just go back and forth because you would start and then the other person would start and then you would. That's what it reminded me of. And it is on the nose because I think that Lou and Sonia are close to my mother's age. Um. Anyway, Lou is excited to meet Craig. She says that he sounds sexy. And we get a moment when we get to the park, we get a moment from earlier, an, an earlier episode when the ladies landed 
um, where Craig called them spoiled rich girls from New York City. And now I've watched enough rom-coms and the Hallmark Channel and Hallmark movies to know exactly how this goes, okay? Craig, you're about to get charmed. You are about to get your pants charmed right off, sir. This is so typical of like rich city girls come to a small town and then a small small town guy's like, these spoiled girls don't know anything about the way we do things around here. And then it's a, you know, will they, won't they? And then they definitely do it. You know, like I think that Craig is going to get charmed. I think Craig seems like a great guy for Luann. Okay. He's, we'll talk about his talents later. Well, we find out that there's the park's been trying to get made for three years, but there's been a funding issue. And I have to say again, Sonia and Luann really are sincere about coming together to build this park. Like they're going to come through for Craig. And I really feel like Craig is going to fall in love. Like they, uh, they, they really say that they're going to like pull some numbers that they know some people, they have contacts and they can get some stuff going for the park, um, to happen. They move on to asking Craig about his, uh, talents for the summer uh, Follies show. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't have any talents. I'm just a rodeo clown, which I thought was like a legit clown at the rodeo. But this man is a whole ass bullfighter, a matador. Craig, you're so talented. You work for the public works. You build parks. You're trying to make spaces more beautiful and wonderful for kids. And you're fighting bulls on your downtime? Why do they call it a a rodeo clown? You're a bullfighter, okay? Don't ever let anybody call you a rodeo clown again, Craig. But Sonia is so encouraging. She's like, no, we'll figure it out. We'll, We'll figure out a way to get you involved. Like, she's so wonderful. Like, she genuinely, sincerely wants this thing to go well and for the people of the town to, like, really shine, you know? Because I do feel like Luann is probably looking at it as like how she probably views her cabaret, which is that she is a star. But Sonia is definitely more of a person of the people, you know. Um, They had to meet Billy and his friend to go mudding. Um, And on the way there, they stopped to get some lemonade from a cute little lemonade stand in the circle in the traffic circle. And you're like, oh, what's this? It's just a cute little lemonade stand. And then you find out. The stand's been set up by this woman named Kristen Bloom, who is the owner of Bloom Cafe. Now, she's put her children up. She's doing some child labor. And she's put her kids up there. And um, she's like, look as cute as you possibly can, you motherfuckers. We're about to get you on camera. Now, I feel like they're doing it for donations, obviously. She's like, yeah, don't make anybody feel bad. We're just selling lemonade for donations. First of all, ma'am, you have a cafe. Your kids shouldn't be out there squeezing lemonade, fresh lemonade. You should be doing that in the kitchen that's like across the street and just coming out and serving it to people. But she's having these kids make lemonade. And I thought, oh, okay, it's just for donations. But then we got a better look at Kristen. And I'm sorry, she's looking to get her kids on television. This woman is ready for camera time. Okay, she is ready for camera time. She is, she's like, this is our moment to shine. She's cashing in on this opportunity. She's going to invite the ladies to high tea because she's calling them royalty. You know she's a fan of Brony. You know she is. You know what? She's a fan of Brony, and I'm going to say it. She probably also loves her Housewives of Dallas. Okay? That's the kind of person Kristen seems like to me. 
Um, Luann and Sonia wave around people at the roundabout to get some lemonade. One old man stops just to take pictures and videos of Luann. Um, <clears throat> anyway, it looks like they raise a good amount of money, so I'm happy for that. But Kristen, I got my eye on you. Anyway, <clears throat> they go to Diesel's Mud Ranch for mudding, and this is where we meet a gentleman named Jared. He's the owner, and I have to say he's he is quite handsome in a rugged sort of way. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say something, guys. <clears throat> I, I'm a big, like, smells person. Okay, I'm a big odor person. Okay. And I just... I don't know what anybody smells like here. Like when you're, um, <clears throat> it's bad. Like Luann, I think Sonia and Luann like sit on shit at some point and now their truck has poop inside of it. <clears throat> so I already don't trust Sonia and what she smells like. But mudding, you're going mudding and this is like this person's business, which like no shade to your business, but like what are we doing here? Um, what do you smell like? And um, what are these activities? What's going on? But when they get there, they get to this place, Diesel's Mud Ranch, and Billy comes with a cheesy white limo. It's fully stocked with half-drunken Capri Suns. And they, like, drive sort of just, like, up the road, and then they go mudding, which is essentially, like, monster trucks in mud. These are wild activities, guys, I have to say. It's another activity I have no interest in um, because I don't understand it. I don't know how much fun this would be for me to get in a car. Like, if a gentleman was like, I'm going to take you mudding, we're going to get in a monster truck, and then we're going to get stuck in the mud, I'm going to say, what? <laughs> what? And then they do a tug of war. With two cars? Yo, Americans are crazy. Okay, that's wild. I mean, we have some weird activities here. You know, you know, like, there's, like, a lot of boomers and stuff on, like, Facebook that are like, back in my day, we used to play outside. Is this what you guys were doing? Is this what you do? I'll give my kids as many devices as they want if they don't play tug of war with cars. It's craziness. Luann kisses Billy. That's also crazy. Why are you kissing Billy? How dare you? I'm glad that Sonia pushed her in the mud. And you know Sonia was being spiteful as fuck because she pushed her in the mud, but then like Luann did this thing where she was like, oh, I'm covered in mud. Let me let me get into this water like a, you know, a fucking white snake video or whatever and like get myself all soaked up. Luann, we all know what you're doing. How about you try those charms on Craig? Okay, that's the guy for you, the matador. Um, we also find out that Billy is not even from Benton. Like, he was just visiting his friends for this mudding trip. Like, this was supposed to be – Billy came all the way from wherever he came from to go mudding, to do this one thing. And he just happened to have um, a reality TV show moment and have sex with Sonia fucking Morgan. I mean, that's kind of incredible. What a story for Billy. What a story. Um, they go to city, uh, they go to City Hall dressed in their best, and they meet with Mayor Fred, and they're super excited because they've done all this progress, they've done all these great things. The town um between the town show, the playground, 
all of this stuff. They're super excited. And they also find out that they, because of this connection, they are going to be getting, they keep saying we're going to get a playground, but I think what they mean is like a play structure, right? So they they got a connection who's going to be coming and delivering a play structure and they're super excited. And then we suddenly cut to the next scene where Sonia is walking around with a cardboard mayor and we find out that the playground is not coming because of an inventory problem. And then they practice on how they will tell him. It's a, it's, it's, it's the end of a cute little episode. And Sonia says, they haven't done an execution here in 100 years. They've not done one by hanging. I think that we're going to be next. I didn't talk about this last episode because I was too busy trying to figure out what exactly they were fishing for um, in the first episode, what noodling is. But um. It's crazy to me that one of the fun facts we got about this town is that in the state of Illinois, Benton was the site of the last execution by hanging. Public execution by hanging. That's not a fun fact. That's a terrifying fact that I don't think that we should be sharing with people. Um, This reminds me of when I was in like eighth grade or seventh grade, we had to do like a travel way up it was just for social studies. They were like, you're going to pick a city or a state and then you're going to do like the tra- be the travel agency for that state. And you're going to make a poster board and you're going to present for like about the state. And I, uh, as a person with uh, undiagnosed ADHD and terrible, terrible, um, uh, probably undiagnosed learning disabilities, I never did my homework until the very last minute. And I had to do a poster about Kentucky and I had to present with this other kid who didn't do jack shit. So I made the poster. And one of the things I put in the poster was that there was a shooting in Paducah, Kentucky. (laughs) That is the kind of fact that is not fun. Similar to Benton, Illinois, the site of the last hanging by execution or execution by hanging, public execution by hanging. Again, I'm choking. Public execution by hanging. That's not fun. Anyway, um, I love the show. I love Crappy Lake. It's so easy peasy. Um, I will be back tomorrow with a recap of Rehouses of New York with Arthie. And then I'll be back later on in the week to talk about some pop culture stuff. And, um, and yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Sorry for the coughing. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.